0: It's Tuesday, 25th of October, and it's time to get your grin on with the Greencast, your fortnightly podcast about gaming. I'm your host, Ace, and joining me is Goze Hello, everybody. We've got some stuff to talk about, uh, but I think, for a change, we'll ask what you've been playing, Goz?
1: Shit, you never asked that question, and I'm completely <laughs> unprepared. I think most notably I played The First Descendant, which is the upcoming looter shooter from Nexon. I don't know, I think I saw it on Twitter and it said I can just sign up for a beta and try it, so I did. Oh, nice. I, I think it might be still going. When I looked at the dates, it, was, it wasn't just a weekend, it was a bit more. I think it started on the 20th.
0: That's the one you told me in Discord, the Gingring Discord, which you too can be a part of. <laughs> That's, there's uh, grappling hooks, didn't you?
1: Yeah, one of the draws seems to be the grappling hook. You can grapple up obstacles, you can grapple enemies a little bit. Uh, yeah, a, 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 every character has it, so it's not like one character has it and others don't.
0: Nice. I, I do like your grappling hook
1: the game is structured a bit like a hero shooter so you have characters with like their specific abilities and can customize them in some ways it made me think a lot about like warframe uh, destiny 2 which i never played well actually i ended up playing it (laughs) like yesterday Because, uh, yeah, the first of all, uh, the thing about The First Descendant is that the content that you have in the demo is, I don't know how long it took me, but it was quite a bit. It seemed like half the map is, uh, was available in the beta and the rest has the little padlocks on them. So, and, and yeah, it seemed like roughly half of the map. So I spent a lot of time on that and I was thinking if I end up liking this game and I'm gonna end up playing it, I'll have to do all of this shit again. So I said, I'll try the Destiny 2 thing that's already out and it's similar from what I can tell. So my progress isn't gonna get lost because yeah, I got into the looter-shooter part of the First Descendants. Uh, I started enjoying that. I, I'm not sure about the game in general, if it's going to, how good is it going to turn up. But yeah, I'm, I I get into the looting, shooting, gaming loop. And uh, I don't like, I, I like having something to work towards those games do well but yeah if I'm gonna play the beta for till like try and milk it and get as much loot as possible and try everything and then I'm gonna lose it then yeah that's gonna suck fair enough what did you play?
0: I actually spent quite a bit of time uh, working through Dangan Bumper 2 uh, this weekend
1: Dangan means bullet
0: oh that makes sense what does romper mean? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I've uh, recently got a much better, much faster internet connection, so I, I was actually playing it on my phone with the uh, Xbox um, cloud streaming, and it was really good. Yeah, and, and no complaints about the, the service, at least, not when you've got a fast connection. With my old connection... There'd be stuttering now and then, or it'd take a couple of seconds to uh, to render the graphics properly, and it not not that it really mattered because it's a, a visual novel with light exploration elements. So I'm really enjoying the Danganronpa series. Last week, I actually watched through the Danganronpa anime, and it's literally just the entire game storyline, like the. <laughs> Uh, with the Pals and Lounge podcasts, I'm used to seeing how games are adapted into OVAs and movies, but for Romper, it's just beat for beat, the exact same thing, just slightly abridged, and none of the free time sections where you'd usually go and um, and talk to the other students and spend time with them to increase your relationship. Uh. So, uh, if, if you want to experience the first Romper but don't want to spend 30 hours playing the game, then there's 13 episodes of anime.
1: <laughs> Which is roughly 30 hours. <laughs> well, no, it's not. It's like six hours.
0: Two hours. <laughs> the second game didn't get a anime release from what I can tell, but I've already spoiled enough of these games for myself. I I now know better than to go looking on wikis and stuff and then wind up spoiling more because there's an adaptation for the first game and an adaptation for the third game and the description I read said something about the first arc explains what happened in the second game,
1: maybe? Um
0: but I'm obviously not going to check out the anime of the third game until I've played the third game. There's there's usually six clash trials in these, well there was in the last game, so I'm assuming it's the same in this second game. And I am just about to start the fifth clash trial, so I am almost done. The only problem is the clash trials take between two and four hours, depending on how well you do. <laughs> because there are big chunk of the game. The Clash Trials in the first game only took like a maximum of two and a half, I think, hours to work through. So it's been a bit of a shock. The, the There's a couple of mini-games that take place in the Clash Trials that I'm not a fan of in the second game. There's one that's a rehash of one from the first game called The Hangman's Gambit. You've got to work out what word your character is trying to think of all words, and select the letters as they come up on the screen. For the second game, you've got to combine the letters as they're moving across the screen. You've got to have at least two to combine, and then uh, select it to add it to the, the word that you're trying to make. You can only do them in order, and if the letters crash into a letter that isn't the same letter, like an A hits a J, there's uh, like an explosion, and it could take out other letters, and it uh, takes away some of your health bar. It gets it gets very frantic. crap. The second mini game is new to this game, and I do not like it. You've got to. It's, it's hard to describe. You, you know the special stage in Sonic the Hedgehog Two where you've got the the tunnel, and you got to collect the rings. Yeah. Well, it's like that, but there are no rings and you've got to still dodge obstacles. You've got to jump over gaps. And every now and then it'll ask you, how do you think this happened? And it'll give you two or three uh, responses and then you've got to move to the correct path. Otherwise, you fall off and you lose some health. If you lose all of your health, you have to start the class trial again. So it's it's... A lot more stressful in this game. That's something that I might be doing next weekend rather than playing Dang and I discovered, well, a while ago people discovered that if you put your Xbox Series X or Series S into developer mode, you could install emulators. People uh, worked out how to put RetroArch onto the Xbox Series consoles, but said, you had to use developer mode. Well, now you can do it without developer mode, (laughs) I discovered, because I happened across a video uploaded by Modern Vintage Gamer about XBSX2, a PS2 emulator that you can install onto the Xbox series. Now, in the video, the guy mentions that... I'm I'm sorry, I'm not a regular watcher, so I don't know the host's name, but... uh, he mentions that you need to have developer mode, but that might just be so he doesn't get his video taken down, because as it turns out, no, you don't. These are actual apps that are being uploaded to the store, so you can navigate to the store on your console and download them. Uh. Apparently it's against the terms of service to upload these apps, it is not against the terms of service to download these apps. So every time they get taken down, they just get re-uploaded. <laughs> not sure how they're doing that, but not, not my monkeys. So yeah, I've been looking into that. Because of of course, upon seeing this video pop up, I looked into XBSX2, and one of the first things, the first results I found was that you don't need to be in developer mode and then this is how to, to get the app and this is how to put things onto a USB drive so you can navigate to them in the emulator. Obviously you have to use your own games that you have ripped from discs yourself. Wink. You can't find them online anywhere because nowhere would ever host PlayStation games that are no longer being sold. Anyway... <laughs> It seems pretty easy to do. I have downloaded both the uh, XBSX2 as well as PPSSPP, a PlayStation Portable emulator, uh, so that I can have a look at my completely legal game backups that I have completely legally made myself, of course. And I'm gonna gonna give those a look. It's funny because my wife was complaining that she couldn't play Ratchet & Clank on the Xbox like four days ago. And then this video gets uploaded and I come across it and yeah, it's uh, interesting timing. Of course you can still install RetroArch using the uh, what's called retail mode, which is basically just not developer mode but what i've seen on the modern vintage gamer video the xpsx2 runs a lot better than the retroarch playstation 2 emulator if you're wondering where the name xpsx2 comes from it's because of the pc emulator pcsx2 which is a pc emulator for the playstation 2 and it's a a fork of the same thing so while the pcsx two team are working on the PC version, someone else has made this Xbox version. Again, going back to that video, apparently it's better <laughs> than the PC version. So yeah, are you f- very familiar with emulation on consoles, goes?
1: Not at all, actually.
0: But were you aware that the Xbox developer mode could install RetroArch?
1: No. Oh, that was
0: big news. Quite a while ago.
1: I think I might have heard about it, but, like, I'm not doing it myself, so... Yeah,
0: that's fair. The developer mode, you have to pay, like, 10, 20 quid to activate it, and then it's, it's always activated on your account, and then clearly you can do things with it.
1: On which Xbox does it run?
0: This is on the Xbox Series S and Series X.
1: Well, the question I have is can you, on your Xbox Series S or X, get an emulator of Xbox Series S or X and make your Xbox Series X, S or X run better?
0: No. Unfortunately, the only things that work are consoles that are GameCube and back. Although I saw something about a Dreamcast emulator, uh, Flycast, working. So maybe not GameCube and back. Obviously, for some consoles like PlayStation 2 and Dreamcast, you do need to have a BIOS, which, again, you must obtain legally and is not available to download anywhere. Wink.
1: No. No, you can't download anything off the internet, as far as I know. Who would do such a thing?
0: (laughs) Yes, who indeed?
1: I remember back in the day when PlayStation emulator just started, like... I was scouring the internet looking for a BIOS, couldn't find one. I mean, now I wouldn't do such a thing. I had my own.
0: Well, now it's probably a lot easier than it was back then. I mean, there's, there's probably like four sites in my bookmarks where I could potentially find it if I were the kind of person to go and look for such a thing.
1: You can get a Japanese BIOS. You can get a Chinese one. You can get a Russian one. All of the bios, for everyone. And you can play Japanese games with your Russian bios.
0: (laughs) Actually, there's a startling amount of fan-translated games out there. Again, that you must obtain legally? Question mark? (laughs) Okay, it's probably impossible to find fan-translations legally. But anyway, it's not just PlayStation... 2 or, or Dreamcast. It's, it's for everything. There's people still making uh, translations of um, of Famicom games.
1: I imagine that would be a bit easier than uh, some other stuff. Last translation for a uh, Japan-only game I looked up was Sengoku Basara 4. I think that's the most complete version of Sengoku Basara. And yeah, that's Japan only, I think. Yeah, the problem with that is that menus, if menus are stylized, then like your menu buttons are images. Yeah. <laughs> so that's an issue. Also, like, I don't know how you would uh, deal with it because, I mean, a Japanese game wouldn't use just Roman letters, they would use hiragana and kanji probably if it if the game is a bit historical, they would probably use those so I don't know how you would go about uh, how does that work when you when you need multiple alphabets in your game how you would translate that
0: <laughs> with difficulty I think the most recent fan translation that I became aware of is, the third Disaster Report game on the PlayStation Portable. Like, that had been in the works for years, and literally only a few months ago, they they finally completed it. So uh, so I heard about that, I was like, oh, interesting. The first and second Disaster Report games on PlayStation 2 got got official translations. One was called Raw Danger, and the other was SOS The Final Escape. Couldn't tell you which one was which. (laughs) But they that uh, clearly decided not to translate the PlayStation Portable one. And then the fourth Disaster Report game got released in the West on Steam and, and Switch and all over the place.
1: I imagine that people who are committed to translating games get, like... I They probably study the language and they get something out of that because, like, it's... Some of the projects run for years and years and years. And they don't really get anything out of that, except, yeah,
0: it's it's not even a fame thing because there's people translating these really old visual novels that no one's heard of. Mm. Just not Angel's Wings,
1: Angel's Feather, Oh that. Thank the you. Angel's Feather, the the visual novel about werewolves. <laughs> yes,
0: check it out on the Pal's Anime Lounge podcast. It's a thing.
1: <laughs> we did Sengoku Basara too on that podcast, so check that out.
0: Yes. That that was a better episode.
1: Yeah, that's the, the like, uh, speaking of Sengoku Basara, Capcoms are making Resident Evil 4 now even though they don't need to because Resident Evil 4 still holds up. But they can't do port and translate fucking Sengoku Basara games I'm uh, I'm kind of annoyed.
0: Okay, are people more likely to buy a bettering version of Resident Evil 4, a fan favorite, much beloved game, or a knockoff of Musou? It's
1: not a knockoff; it's its own thing. <laughs> no, no, it, like genuinely, it's. I I feel like it's different enough. But yeah, Cinco Basara is from what I've. Heard, reported is that uh, people who work or or worked on this franchise, like the team, is usually really small. So, like, I I don't think they would. It it would cost Capcom a lot to do it. Oh, just just pay for localization, please. <laughs> Or I'll wait for the fan translation and I'll fucking pirate your fucking stupid game. I mean, I'm, I would never do that. I'll, I'll just watch the anime again. Legally, I swear.
0: Okay, interestingly enough, there doesn't appear to have been a fan translation of the Sengoku Basra games. Any of them?
1: No, there was uh, for, uh, one on the Wii, and I'm pretty sure there's four. for, for, for the fourth one.
0: Oh, I, I, so, sorry, I apologize. Uh, Devil Kings did receive a,
1: a translation. Well, Devil Kings is already in English.
0: <laughs> yes, that's what I mean. That's the first one.
1: Yeah, but there are fun translations for uh, other kings.
0: Maybe all of the text is in, uh, is in images, so they can't translate it. Probably. I mean, how many times have you, if ever, have you been to a Japanese website and you click on the, the little translate thing in, in the Google Chrome? It's like, okay, there's three words that I've translated. The rest is just an image.
1: That actually never happened to me.
0: It happens to me all the time. Because I'm always looking for images to put on GameGround.com to fill out our directory.
1: I think I've been to website for Famitsu and. Uh... Yeah that's that uh, like they have reviews and articles so that got translated pretty well I actually understood some of it
0: but uh, then to read the actual reviews you went to gamegren.com right
1: the, do we do we have writers from famitsu
0: yes
1: oh then I'm going to read all the reviews there now on gamegren come on everybody people from japan I don't know what I'm saying.
0: I think that brings us to the end of our podcast. Thank you for joining me at Gozogos. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Greencast, and but yeah, thank you for subscribing wherever you found this episode. You can find more from us on GameGreen.com, and us on social media, or listening to the Pals Anime Lounge podcast. And until next time, game on.